0: This is Cruise Radio. Your New Year's resolution should be to always travel with travel insurance. Find a policy today at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Cruise Radio. Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio, the very first episode of 2018. Very happy to have you here, my friend. Coming up on this week's show, well, we did an interview with Richard last week about Carnival Vista, and it sparked a couple of questions, so I'll I'll do my best to answer these questions for you. Also, coming up later on in the show, we'll talk with Terry Thornton. He is uh, the Vice President of Itinerary Planning with Carnival Cruise Line, and I just wanted to talk kind of a casual chat with him, pull the curtain back and see what goes on behind the scenes at Itinerary Planning with Some new cruise ship deployments happening um, this year and next year, and also about their new island uh, that they're building over in Freeport, Bahamas. So we'll talk to Terry here in a little while. Um, Let's just jump right to the questions here uh, about Carnival Vista. So, Aaron asked me, Is Grand Turk rebuilt yet? And the answer to that, Aaron, is yes. Um, If you go to Grand Turk, I've been there twice over the past two months. You, w- you can't even tell a hurricane hit there aside from a couple of small things like the palm trees um, at the Grand Turk Cruise Center. They all have these, uh, I guess, support beams on them, whatever they're called to hold the palm trees up because they had to replant new palm trees. in a couple of places just past um, the Carnival Cruise Terminal area, like more towards Jack Shack, there are some roofs blown off some houses, but it's not like too bad. And they're, like I said, I've been there twice. And uh, the first time... There was, there was repairs, I'm trying to say. There was repairs done from the first time to the second time. So uh, Grand Turk is back up and going. And uh, Jack Shack down there, they are fully operational as well. In fact, it, it surprises me how many people flock to Jack Shack just for the, the chill atmosphere and tow for the dog and... You know the good drink prices down there. So uh, yeah, check out Jack Shack. Uh, and Aaron asks a two-part question here. He says, "What's the difference between Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville and Jack Shack?" Uh, well, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville has a pool; it's free to use. has a swim-up bar, um, has loungers, has free Wi Fi, all of that. Um, Jack Shack, no pool there. Uh, the free Wi Fi; they do have Wi Fi. I've used it in the past, but uh, over the past uh, two times I've been there. They didn't have it hooked up yet because not all the island has um, Wi-Fi yet or, I guess, telecommunications restored after the hurricane. But, yeah, they typically do have um, the Wi-Fi set up at Jack Shack as well. In my opinion, I like Jack Shack. I like to support local business. And, I mean, Jimmy Buffett's like a gazillionaire. So um, I always go to Jack Shack. Plus, you can walk off. uh, It's like a 15- or 20-minute walk along the beach from the cruise pier over to Jack Shack. So it makes me feel better. When I'm walking those calories off, so yeah, I hope that answers your question, Aaron. Uh, let's see, Beth Ann, she says, "What is the Havana retreat? Uh, retreat? What is the Havana retreat on Carnival Vista?" So the Havana retreat is for Carnival Havana Suite guests, and uh, but it opens up to the public. Let me explain that. If you're staying in a Havana cabin on deck five, you can access the Havana retreat. Um, during the day, so pretty much up until 7 o'clock, you have full run of the pool back there and the two, they are like 12 guest hot tubs each back there and a little splash pool. And it's just for the guests. Uh, the normal people cannot go in there. I say normal people, like the regular cruisers can't because you have to have a wristband and they check the wristbands at the door whenever you go back there. Now, if you're a regular passenger who isn't staying in the Havana retreat area, you can go there From seven o'clock to midnight, it's open to the public. So if you want to go to the Havana bar for a drink after you eat or before dinner and check out a sun, well, I guess the sun's already set at seven, but check out the ocean views or whatever from deck five aft, you can go back there because it's open to the general public. So just to uh, recap, all day, the Havana retreat is closed to the general public except Havana retreat guests. Then at seven o'clock, it opens to everyone. So if you want to get in the pool, you want to grab a drink, you want to go in a lounger or a clamshell, Anybody's welcome to go back there. So I hope that answered your question, Beth. And Let's see. The last question here is from Brooke. Brooke says, uh, you mentioned about a free bottle of wine at the steakhouse on your interview last week. Does that happen on every sailing and what kind of wine is it? Every sailing I've ever been on with Carnival Cruise Line, whether it be on a smaller ship that has a steakhouse or the Carnival Vista, Magic, Dream, whatever, anytime you go to the steakhouse on the very first night, they want to they basically are trying to entice you to come eat there because a lot of people the first night they are exhausted from traveling they just want to go to the Lido deck buffet or go to the main dining room and go to bed but uh this is carnival's way of saying hey come try the steakhouse we'll give you a free cheap bottle of wine Uh, what kind of wine is it i'm not a wine connoisseur by any means i know the difference between red and white and that's about it i will say they they tell you they say we have this brand of red and we have this brand of white you can pick one and that's your free complimentary bottle of wine and if you don't finish the bottle of wine uh, you can also take it back to your cabin so they're very sweet about that as well and you asked me one more thing here about oh the kids menu in the steakhouse yeah that's ten dollars And that includes a starter entree and dessert, just like the adults. But the starters is mac and cheese and shrimp cocktail. The entree is beef sliders, four-ounce filet, fish and chips, and chicken fingers. And the the dessert options are banana split and chocolate and Nutella pizza, which – Those actually sound really good. Um, That is $10, like I said. So, uh, yeah, I hope that answers your question, Brooke. And if you have a question you'd like to ask about a cruise ship, an itinerary, and a restaurant or a restaurant on board, drop me an email, doug at cruiseradio.net. That's D O U G at cruiseradio.net. If I can't answer it, I will find someone who will. Cruise Radio, maintaining our global reach. Listen live at cruiseradio.net. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour? Take a beach break? Or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling? Park West makes us excited to spend money on art.
1: To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West
0: Gallery icon. Want more Cruise Radio? Find a library of over 400 episodes on iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. Terry Thornton is one of the guys that create the itineraries with Carnival Cruise Line. He is the vice president of itinerary planning, and he joins us on the show. How you doing, buddy? Doug, I'm doing very good. Thanks for having me back
1: today. So uh, uh, We've got a lot of exciting news to talk about.
0: Yeah, totally. You're doing what we call around the ranch here, the cruise ship shuffle. A lot of cruise ships are going to a lot of different places. So what home port changes are we going to see in 2019?
1: Um, We're going to see a lot of changes in 19, and just a few. I'd just like to backtrack for a second into 18 because there's a couple of really important things happening in 18 Mm -hmm. that set the stage for what's going to go on in 19. Of course, we've got our brand-new ship, the Carnival Horizon, uh, starting service in 18, and it's going to do four cruises in Europe and then head over to do a full season in New York before it ends up in Miami on its year-round home port. So we're really excited about having the new, brand-new Carnival Horizon in in our fleet and doing all these unique itineraries. And then I'm not sure you're aware, but we haven't had a seven-day ship in Tampa for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had a four- and five-ship, but Carnival Miracle is going to be arriving in Tampa in January of 18 and start our whole seven-day Tampa program over again. So we're very excited to have a seven-day program back in place in Tampa. And uh, that will mean that the Carnival Spunder will move uh, from Florida out to the west coast and take over for the miracle on the seven day Mexican Riviera. So, all those are great changes uh, for us to set the stage for 19. But as we move forward, kind of into 19, what happens as we um, get new ships? New ships always provide the opportunity to do, do like just what you said do the shuffle, but also to bring uh, either newer or larger ships to ports we've home ports we've operated from before or just give uh, all of our guests something unique and new to try in terms of a ship or class of ships. So kind of running down it from a time, time frame uh, sequence, uh, we'll have the uh, Carnival Glory, which is currently in uh, Florida here, uh, moving to take over our seven-day New Orleans program. So, again, a new ship for people to try out in New Orleans, um, really great features on, on the Carnival Glory. Uh, the Carnival Dream that's currently in New Orleans will move to Galveston, and it will take over the four and five day cruises out of Galveston. So, this is by far the newest and largest ship we've ever had on short itineraries. So, Carnival Dream you know, will be just a great new addition to Galveston on the short itinerary standpoint. And then uh, Carnival Valor, who is um, currently in Galveston doing the four and five. We'll move over to take over the New Orleans Form 5 that's um, currently operated by the Carnival Triumph. So, again, another new ship out of New Orleans, different ship for people to try on our short itineraries. And then um, we have some great news, actually. We have found a way, and we've been working on this for a couple years, actually, to bring a newer and larger ship to Charleston. So in May of 19... Uh, Carnival Sunshine will be going to Charleston, and um, there, it's, um, it's just time. The Charleston market is such a great market, and our guests out of Charleston love the experience. But we, we, it was time for us to put a larger ship there with a lot more features. Mm-hmm. Um, as an example, the Carnival Ecstasy is there now, and it has uh, just, oh, just under 100 uh, staterooms with balcony staterooms. Um, so Carnival Sunshine, about 560 staterooms with private balconies. So it's a really a, a step upgrade and has so many more dining features than we have currently available. Everything from the steakhouse to our Gigi Asian restaurant to um, all, all the full features of the things we do on the deck, the, the outdoor decks in terms of uh, the blue iguana cantina and Guy's burger joint, which people just absolutely love. Yeah. Um, so, All of those features now are going to be available in Charleston, and we're so excited. The the market in Charleston has been ready for this for a while, but it took us a while to figure out how to really implement the operations part of it in Charleston, which is a little bit challenging given the current terminal we operate from but we've got it all figured out and it's going to be awesome
0: so like why would you position carnival sunshine into charleston was it because i mean you were mentioning that um it has 560 balconies was there like a big balcony demand out of charleston so you're like hey let's move a bigger ship there
1: There has been a lot of demand for the balcony that we have on the ship there now. But what we know is um, Charleston is such a great tourism destination on its own. Mm -hmm. I think that they have had around close to 5 million uh, visitors this year in Charleston just as a destination. So it is a very popular destination, which obviously helps us in marketing cruises. Um, But there's an interest then in having, you know, there's a lot of interest in food in Charleston. And there's a lot of interest in the history of Charleston, but the, 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 when, you cali- when you kind of combine a short cruise, a four- and five-day cruise uh, on the Carnival Sunshine with everything to do in Charleston, it's a great combination, which makes sense. Yeah. And then the features that we have on the uh, Carnival Sunshine now, we know are going to be really hugely popular with, the, with our guests out of Charleston because of what that destination represents by itself.
0: You mentioned Guy's Burger Joint. I always get a kick. I was on Carnival Vista a couple of weeks ago, and man, when that line opens up, people are wrapped around the Lido deck to get themselves a burger. It's amazing how popular that place still is after what six years.
1: You know, it is because it's very high quality. Yeah, and then um, you, you know, you might see on uh, some other lines or some other places, or certainly if you go to a resort vacation, people would charge a lot of money for that. Yeah, uh, that kind of experience with Guy's, and this is a very high quality burger, custom designed by Guy Fieri. And it's included in your cruise price. So it's such a great value that people just really love it. And what they love about it, I think, is they can customize to a large extent the type of burger they want, the fixings they put on it. And it really becomes a a whole really customized experience for the guests.
0: And only 3,000 calories per serving. (laughs)
1: Yeah, well, there's plenty of opportunities to uh, do active things on the (laughs) ship, so you can work that off in no time.
0: Totally. Um, Hey, what kind of itineraries? uh, You said four and five night out of Charleston. Where where is it going to go?
1: Primarily, it will do uh, the Bahamas itineraries, and uh, so Freeport, Nassau. uh, But we are uh, including a number of cruises uh, on the Charleston itineraries, which we actually do today on the Carnival Ecstasy as well. But we're starting to utilize more and more Half Moon Key, which is our private island in the Bahamas, and Princess Keys, which is a destination that uh, is on the island of Eleuthera, but we've developed this private part of uh, this uh, area of Eleuthera. Princess Cruises, our sister company, actually developed it. And now we are heavily utilizing like Carnival Carnival Cruise Lines is heavily used, using it, and we'll be using it a lot on our cruises out of Charleston. And I can tell you, um, you know, after every cruise, we ask our guests to rate their experience and how they like everything about the cruise and the ports they visit. Princess Key, Half Moon Key are some of the highest-rated ports we have of any place we go. So it's just a great experience for guests. So we'll be working that in, but we'll also be doing the other more traditional Bahamas sports of Nassau and Freeport.
0: What about longer cruises? There is one. Um,
1: there, there's, we want to work in, as, as uh, the Carnival Sunshine becomes more established, a few opportunities to do longer cruises. Mm-hmm. Um, so do some six-day cruises and some seven-day cruises. And I think maybe you and I have talked about a while ago um, that we have put in this program called Carnival Journeys. And what Carnival Journeys is is a, a series of cruises of nine nights or more, that go to places we don't go to very often, and um, also brings back onboard features that we haven't done for a very long time, but we know from our past that guests love it. Mm -hmm. So things like Grand Midnight Buffet, uh, the waiters wearing the white gloves during service. Um, It's kind of a throwback experience if we want to think about it that way. Baked Alaska, which we're actually putting back across our fleet now anyway. Mm-hmm. But things that um, we, we now the, – um, the program that you get in your cabin now that tells you um, what all there is today uh, to do on the ship, we call it fun times. Well, we used to call it carnival capers, so we're going back to carnival capers on these journey East cruises. So in 19, there will be one, uh, one Journey's Cruise available out of Charleston. So as we go, as I said, we'll be working, I think, a little bit more at itinerary diversity to have some complement of seven and longer day cruises.
0: I did a Carnival Journey's Cruise on Carnival Sunshine a couple of years ago out of Port Canaveral, and uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool, all the throwback stuff. Uh, you, you mentioned Princess Kay. Um, you're going there, or taking some itineraries there. Is that because, um, like, Half Moon is full and you needed, extra, like, like you needed an extra place to put more ships?
1: It's partly because of that um, that um, obviously uh, Carnival Cruise, the Carnival Cruise Line brand, our company, and Holland America heavily utilize Hattie Key, particularly in the call it the late fall and winter season when Holland America ships are in the Caribbean region. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, mm-hmm. not as much of an issue as we um, transition into the spring and summer and early part of the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we wanted to, to offer Princess Key as an additional something for people to try. So um, it's, it has some ability to give us uh, access to the port when we might have been blocked out of happened, as you said. but it also is a new experience for people to give a try. And what, what, what we know is, <clears throat> after we start to bring some volume of guests to a destination like Princess Keys, we continue to build on what's available ashore and make the experience better and better and better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we want to continue to make the experience. Even better as we go, and the, as we bring guests to that destination, it provides us the opportunity to do that.
0: The current ship sailing out of Charleston is Carnival Ecstasy, you were mentioning. So where is Ecstasy going to go?
1: So here comes the, here comes the flip-flop. Okay. <laughs> okay. And another great news story, actually. So Carnival Ecstasy will move uh, just a little farther south, and it will take over the uh, cruises out uh, of Jacksonville. And it will operate the four- and five-day quizzes that we're doing out of Jacksonville, which for that region has been very popular and does very well. The um, that's, This will allow us uh, to, well, uh, we, we just have transitioned in this, but it will allow us to continue to have some complement of balcony staterooms available out of Jacksonville, mm-hmm. again, because they're very mm-hmm. popular. But the flow through of that is the Carnival Elation, which is currently in Jacksonville, will move down to Port Canaveral. And I think maybe some you are aware that the Carnivalation just went through in a very extensive dry dock in the uh, in October. It was it was actually a very interesting time because the ship was in dry dock, out of the water, and Hurricane Irma came through. We actually had to uh, in the middle of the dry dock, put the ship back in the water, sail out, wait for the storm to go through, and bring the ship back into the dry dock and finish the dry dock. Jeez. So it was a very interesting time something i i 've been uh, with carnival over thirty years now and i 've never had anything like that happen but uh, we got it done but the more important part about it the, the Carnival Alation has had just a uh, bow to stern makeover in all aspects um, it had we added all of the features we 've been talking about in terms of guys burger joint, the blue iguana uh, rum bar um all those features now are on the uh, on the Elation. We added the 99 or the 90 uh, balcony staterooms to the Elation, so it has those two now. We also added 38 additional staterooms that didn't exist on the ship before mm-hmm. uh, up on the mm-hmm. upper deck. And uh, every cabin, every public room has been transformed into something pretty spectacular. So um, the, where the, when the Elation comes to Canaveral then, we haven't had this itinerary for a very long time in Canaveral. We've had it in the past, going back in time, but we're going to reinstitute four and five day cruises out of Port Canaveral, mm-hmm. and it's really interesting because um, we cu- we currently have a ship there that does the uh, the short cru- The Carnival Liberty does the three and four day cruises, but it's amazing what different kinds of itineraries you can operate by just having the four day as an additional day, or the five day as additional days. So. The itineraries that you can run on those four and five days uh, are really, really good. And um, the elation is just an amazing
0: ship. Since you uh, work over an itinerary planning, since you oversee it, does hurricane season normally have you on your toes? Well, this particular year, yes. (laughs) This was
1: uh, unprecedented in in terms of what we saw. But, you know, I I always step back from the big picture of this. And um, the most important thing, and I think we lose sight of this a lot of times, is there was not one bad thing that happened to the ships, Mm -hmm. not one guest Mm -hmm. or crew was injured, and always everybody was safe through the whole experience. Yeah. Now, we disrupted some itineraries, yes. We ended up having to cancel a few cruises just because of the safety factor. But ships that were operating um, during that time were always maintained at a safe distance from the storm, Um, You know, I always joke that uh, some of the people uh, that were due back in port that we had to hold the ships out because the home port was closed. I said, well, we don't charge them much extra for those extra few days. (laughs) So, but anyway, we were able to really provide a good experience, even though it was pretty trying times. Sometimes in terms of the itinerary disruptions. But like I said, if you keep the focus on the bigger picture, we came through it very well. And, you know, our, um, our team here just did an amazing job. Um, our team here, as well as our great team on the ships, did an amazing job of taking care of our guests and our crew and yeah. came through it with flying colors.
0: When you were running through those um, 2018 and 2019 itineraries, uh, we haven't heard anything out of Carnival Triumph yet. Are we still waiting to hear for that?
1: Yes, as you know, this, this is the time of year that we um, are working through all the deployment. We'll be opening by, within the next, um, certainly the next three to four weeks, mm-hmm. we'll open all the inventory for all of our ships all the way out through April of 2020. So cool. Triumph is coming. So Triumph will be replaced out of uh, Galveston, uh, I'm sorry, out of the New Orleans market. Mm-hmm. But we're very shortly be uh, announcing what that itinerary is. I'm sure everybody's going to love it. So awesome. Uh, we're just working through the final details of that, but it has not been announced. That's 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 right.
0: Cool. Well, last but not least, Terry, uh, is there a place that you would personally love to put a ship, but it just might not be feasible?
1: Well, not feasible is a is a strong word, but I would love to have a ship homeported out of. Um, a place very close to Cancun in Mexico. Now, I have been working to develop a port there for, I don't know, 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just can't quite get the right approvals and things we need to do. But if we could home port a ship, let's say, uh, there's a port uh, just south of, of um, well, right in, in the area of Playa del Carmen on the on the um, mainland of Mexico, mm-hmm. With that, then, what we could open up is spectacular itineraries going south. We could go to Costa Rica. We could go down to Panama. We we could still do Belize. We could still do other itineraries, but we could open up a whole new itinerary pattern for people uh, to take advantage of. And then, you know, for getting people to the ship, that's always important. You have to think about that there is massive air capacity coming into the Cancun airport mm-hmm. and so people would be able to affordably and easily fly into Cancun to take advantage of the cruise and the port I'm talking about it's, it's a highway, it's probably 30-40 minutes from Cancun airport to mm-hmm. Caliga, let's say. and that would be a spectacular addition to uh, our fleet and and things that would open up in for our guests would be just, just blow out So we haven't given up on it. We still continue to to work through it and see if there's an opportunity, even if it would mean that we'd have to start with a smaller ship, let's say one of our spirit class ships or one of our fantasy class ships to begin with. But it would be just a blowout experience. And I think our guests would love it.
0: Actually, I do have one more question, Terry. That port you're developing over in Freeport, Bahamas, is that going to be like 2020 now?
1: Yeah, it's looking like it's going to be 2020. Now okay. um, we're working through um, all the design details. Now we're working through all the, all the, we, even though we have government approval to to do the facility, mm-hmm. we still have to work through all the environmental permitting and all those kind of things. So all that work is is going on, uh, and that's why you haven't heard too much about it since uh, since we are able to secure the agreement with the Bahamas government. Yeah. Uh, but it's moving forward, and it, I can tell you, it is going to be spectacular. Uh, it'll be fully capable. Uh, Of course, it's going to involve a pier. This won't be a tender operation. Mm -hmm. It'll be piers large enough to take our newest generation of ships, which comes out in 2020 and 2022, the XL ships, Mm -hmm. which are uh, over 5,000 lower beds and 180,000 tons. Um, So uh, that is all... Going to be capable, and by the way, we're expanding uh, the other, some of the other ports that we have already developed to be capable of handling our XL ships, XL ships too. Meaning that Grand Turk's being expanded, and Amber Cove will be expanded, and Mahogany Bay will be expanded in Roatán, and, Roatan and we're, we've already got the capability for it on our uh, port facility in Cozumel. So, um, and as other other ports see these ships coming of this size, they're expanding. So, for example, uh, our friends in Costa Maya have already have plans to develop if they're big enough for these larger ships. So
0: you can kind of see that people are getting
1: geared up and ready to be able to offer great experiences, even as the ships get bigger.
0: Very good. We've been talking with Terry Thornton, Vice President of Itinerary Planning with Carnival Cruise Line. Thanks for being on the show, bud. All right. Take care, Doug. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance?